0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the BK Podcast. This time we have Denise Dion joining us. She's a female producer engineer from Toronto. She talks about her come up. She talks about female representation in the industry, being mentored by Boy Wenda, and a lot more. Hope you guys enjoy it. Dion. (laughs) Hey, hey. I appreciate you coming on the podcast man Um, you know we had to have you on for sure 100% you know like you've been a part of the community for a while so glad to have you on
1: I'm glad to be here man I'm glad
0: yeah no 100% so okay let's just start from the beginning so like where where are you from
1: because I don't
0: don't even know half of this stuff so it's gonna be good for like you know for us to just like all right from the beginning
1: yeah, no problem. Um I'm originally from Toronto, born and raised. And yeah, Toronto's my city. Toronto's my home.
0: What what part of the city?
1: All the west end of, of Toronto.
0: Okay. So like where where yeah, about so, like, like we're...
1: Rexdale, Etobicoke. Oh, okay.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Nice. Yeah, I grew up yeah. near um like near Mimico. Well like for, for okay, like okay. a couple a couple years of like my high school years. I was, I was there, so that's Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. okay.
1: That's like, that's like Lakeshore, Lakeshore area, no?
0: Exactly. Around yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I guess you're more North, um, from there. So just yes. in terms of like, is that where you live? Is that where you're living now as well? Or are you like living? In no, the
1: the city? no, no, actually, um, for about three, four years I was living in Guelph up until last year. Um, like, just top of the summer and then okay. i move. yeah and then i moved back to toronto and now i am actually in like closer to the east i'm not gonna say the east end but downtown queen like queen okay. east you know like that's where I is <laughs> how is
0: how is it being up in guelph for that for that amount of time
1: um you know what <laughs> guelph is a guelph is a nice city i feel like for like families kids if you're looking for like a quieter kind of like lifestyle down tempo but i'm a i'm a city girl so it kind of got to a point where i was like okay like my mom still lives there as a matter of fact i'm actually picking her up from the airport because she's just coming back from jamaica and then we're going to guelph so Oh, okay. i can't get away true. from it <laughs> i can't true, get true. away from them. i'm literally going there today
0: <laughs> true okay and then okay so let's yeah, take, maybe... let's take it back a little bit so when when you're growing up like what kind of music like what kind what was like the first type of music or the type of genre were you like listening to at first
1: uh i would say r&b r&b and b and b and hip hop those were were the first kind of music that i mean i was listening to i mean like and that's more so me kind of getting into my own self-discovery of music outside of like my parents you know like my parents had music had vinyl records um especially my dad my dad grew up as like as a as a bass player so he oh, was cool. always playing uh music in the house right like vinyl records and there's still a stack of like classic you know stuff back at um in, in guelph um yeah, like I'm any everything from like Whitney Houston to Stevie Wonder. Um and then obviously like the Caribbean. I, I'm one of those people like Christmas is happening right now and Christmas music, I'm like I'm cool without it, but when it has a West Indian, you know, vibe to it, I'm like run that. So <laughs> run that, you know, 'cause that's that's the type of like Christmas music that I kinda grew up on you know so i have appreciation for anything island
0: okay 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 that's dope and then and then like did it change at all like as you were as you were growing up did it like change from hip-hop um r&b and like island music did you like discover anything else
1: you know like i i feel like my exposure to music um especially to, like like watching you know channels like much music I was exposed to like everything so mm-hmm. while you know I feel at my core and at my base like rhythmic r- rhythmically it's very much R&B and um you know just anything kind of island but oh no I declined that call um <laughs> but but I listened there's a I'm a huge fan of the Backstreet Boys. The Swedish pop movies. Same, Lugans. same. Yeah, Backstreet. Like, listen, it's Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. And if you say NSYNC, uh, I mean, it's okay. But... Yeah, no, Backstreet <laughs> Boys was... were, were... Yeah, they, they were just more of a, a group group in terms of, like, everybody had their shine and everybody had some kind of, like, talent as a vocalist. Like, NSYNC, some of it, you know, they just were fill-ins. They were there, but... <laughs>
0: You wouldn't really get a solo
1: from Joey. <laughs> or last. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Am I lying? <laughs> yeah, but still, still love me some Justin Timberlake. Like, even him as a solo artist. For sure. So, I think more
0: solo for him was, like, was a better choice, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, all of, all of those, you know, kind of, like, genres influence. And I find that a lot of times, like, when I'm creating music, like, I did a remix for uh, this artist, Safari, um, Anthony. And that remix, it's kind of housey. And, you know, there. sometimes I'll introduce, like, other kind of rhythms and bounces within one song. So it kind of takes people on a journey. Like, you might hear some house. You might hear, like, it start off in R&B and then some reggae in there or a dance hall. But it all, like, makes sense it all makes sense like together so True. all over man I love yeah, I no, love I just love music
0: that makes sense and I mean like it's funny that you bring up much music because like I'm unsure of how it is or how it was for like you know the people of the states or anything like that but just like to, yeah to be able to have that different array of music uh, that you know that is like like you're that's the only thing you could pretty much watch or like like even the or even like listen to is like i guess you can listen to the radio and it's like pretty much the same thing but yeah it's funny that you bring BT that up was, like,
1: bt was also there i mean bt was also there but like let's be honest to this day we still get the leftovers like <laughs> i would i would be here in canada and i'm watching like you know like the, the top 50 you know new songs or whatever and it's like we've heard this already. Then you go there and you're getting all the new content. So they really didn't show much love, Mm -hmm. you know, all the re, yeah. So, um, but definitely like much music was, was a huge influence for me.
0: Yeah. No big time. Well, like, especially, I remember just even going to the, to those much music awards, like they had those big ones outside and you were like, you were able to just go there and just like, you know, (laughs) be a part of it. That was our Grammys. That was,
1: that was our (laughs) (laughs) Grammys. trust me man that sucks (laughs) that was our grammys don't don't disrespect we got had the grammys it was that was that was the grammys for us not the junos sorry yeah
0: Yeah, much music had it going up for sure because like that was the first time that i actually saw kanye west and it was like super close and he was like just performing at like he was just performing there like after sierra it was crazy and i was like up close you know so it was like it, it was it was dope for them to like be able to have that for 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 toronto
1: man yeah humble beginnings for a lot of uh, these artists too because like who would have thought that kanye would i mean kanye is he's a madman but who would have thought he would have the like the level of success not to say that it wasn't in him but yeah i don't no, think we really were thinking of him like that and then now sierra like where you at girl sorry no someone
0: was just calling oh man that was not good okay (laughs) um okay sorry about that um okay so I guess from there we could talk just a little bit about um when did you start creating like when when were you and and also like from that question it's like what came first like making beats or or um or or just like kind of doing vocals
1: Oh, the vocals hundred percent i was a, I was an artist and songwriter before I was a producer and to be honest, becoming a producer was more out of this desire to produce music for myself mm, you know and okay. and especially especially during you know my time coming up now now we 're slowly seeing this increase of you know female producers but there really wasn't like the access I don't know any female producers from back then and I didn't really know any like studio owners to like you know go into the studio so to be honest like I actually I said to myself I said I want to learn how to do this let me go to school for it and Mm. I ended up enrolling in an audio engineering program and learning how to produce there Um, but it really it really stemmed from like this desire of like okay i'm writing these songs in my room when did you start start
0: writing songs
1: holy um i want to say probably around 10 i was definitely definitely in elementary school and um my my cousin i don't know if you know the group in essence yeah (laughs) okay my cousin was actually one of the members of that that group and (laughs) i always used to Yeah, I always used to, like, bring him, like, my little songbooks and be like, here, look at this, look at these songs. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, and he was definitely, like, an, an influence and inspiration to me because, like, obviously, like, when you have someone in the family or just someone that's, like, you're closely connected and they're doing it and you see them doing it at a level of, like, touring the world, winning a Juno. Uh, he was. They were managed at one point by Funk Master Flex. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I wanted to, I want to, to learn how to kind of do it like that too.
0: Oh, that's sick. So when did you mm-hmm. when did you, when did you f- re- record your first song? Like not to like obviously release, but like when did you go? When did you end up going to the studio for the first time and actually like recording something?
1: That, that's what I'm saying. Like my first access because like it really started from this love right so started from this love then not having the access like not to a computer not to even knowing about any music program to create with no studio access so I saw the International Academy of Design and I said fuck it I want to learn how to make music and record music and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so really realistically for me the first time in the studio was then and that that would have been like the first time that I was recording my own songs outside of like you know i mean didn't really have anything to record on outside of like you just record like little mixtapes make little mixtapes and whatnot but (laughs) that would have been the first time
0: okay and how, how was your experience like going going to school for
1: that um my experience was was good i think like one of the one of the the characteristics for me to this day is I've always been a pretty determined individual um and so when I'm in school I am you know I'm not sitting back like all shy and uncomfortable or nervous I'm like at the the, the board like trying to learn and and you know my pr- teachers they were receptive to that because they saw that I had that curiosity um so my experience was was like it was a good experience, but I, I think like it. it, it I mean, it it planted the seed for me learning because I wouldn't have learned how to produce. Like the program that I use right now is the program that I first started using when I was in school. Mm-hmm. So, like without that, um, I wouldn't have learned. But I, I feel like we're also in a different time right now where, not to say I, I discourage going to you know some sort of technical school in terms of uh you know recording and mixing but it's so it's so much easier to learn it like say on YouTube or to get yourself in the studio um and when i was there like everything was fresh and new to me whereas there were some people that were coming into the program and were just like oh why am i here i already know this you know mm. what i mean so it it's definitely, like, we definitely are at a, a, an advantage in terms of this industry and our accessibility to being able to learn it outside of, like, a classroom setting. You don't, you can't, you can't go on YouTube and learn how to be a doctor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, no facts. 100%. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it was, it was, it was a great experience because, like, it was just, it was the beginning of that journey. Mm. so so that I feel like that makes me appreciate it more not even so much the individual moments of like learning and just being in the school it was just the fact that I committed and I said I'm gonna go and do this I did it and then it opened up the door for everything else from there interesting okay
0: that makes sense so then after you finished there um Like, I mean, I guess my other question is just, like, in terms of, like, the Toronto scene, because, you know, like, you said there wasn't too many things or too many things at that that time. Um, After you finished the the school there, where did you get into? Like, how did you end up finding any kind of, you know, um, community or other people that were like-minded?
1: It's interesting that you, you say that because... So I, a lot of people don't know, but I have a, an extensive hint history working in community programs. So I worked in Jane and Finch for like 10, 15 years. Um, and I worked, I worked at Driftwood Community Center <laughs> and Pressa actually used to come to that community center a lot. There's a lot of like, especially on the Jane and Finch side, there's a lot of artists that you know they're popping now and it's like yeah I remember that kid that kid that kid coming into the program that I I did um yeah I worked I worked at a community center first at Driftwood and I just was more so like in a there there was like a games room just recreation staff right games room the gym and you're just watching making sure everything runs smooth and then um I met I think, it was, I think it was Phil Edwards who told me about this um, this music program that they they had over on Eddy Stone called Peach. And uh, yeah, found I interviewed for um, I think it was like a management some sort of management program, but I ended up becoming like an engineer with this program. And so it was a drop in recording program that youth would come in, and we'd run it every Thursday. There would be food ordered there you know some people would just drop in just for the sake of dropping in um and like you'd get an you'd have to sign up at the beginning you get an hour to record so you'd really it really would teach you like gotta you know be on your on your shit you gotta Mm. know what you're gonna work on and don't don't waste time so I feel like being thrown into that environment um that that just kind of like it helped me to like I had to figure things out right Um, went to school and then this was the next opportunity so it wasn't like a big studio right it was more on a community level Mm -hmm. and and I just like you know figured things out myself um, was working with with different artists there uh, recording and helping to produce and um, yeah man that 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 place has like a special place in my heart even though it's kind of it it changed in the sense of locations. Like we were one spot and then uh, moved to a bigger spot. And um yeah like it like that beginning uh for me just uh it really just kind of like honed in on me and the community aspect and that's then music really cool. combining with that too. Yeah.
0: What's well, like uh, and then and then from there like were you able to Um, I guess make make a lot of relationships from there right Um, were you any part of any other community groups or did you were you able to facilitate or just be a part of anything else
1: um like through my time there I still like this is a there was a time where not there was a time there's still kind of a time but I guess COVID is kind of like you know turn things down a little bit but there was always a lot of like different in- like shows industry shows going on mm. um and I feel like that's more so where I connected with people but uh like through people coming um to the program too you know if there's a show going on and they were looking for an artist to perform yeah definitely or if there was uh some sort of panel discussion going on they would you know they'd come into the community and because they wanted you know the you know a lot of the youth to also get that kind of exposure too so a lot of people that I guess have expanded into I won't say like super super corporate but maybe even like on a commercial level they started off in the community at a a lot of programs like this you know and so years later bumping into some people it's like oh yeah, I know you from here. I know you from here. There's a there's a lot of artists in the city that I worked with like as a an engineer. You know, um let's see. Do you know um Supreme Swiss?
0: Yeah. Supreme,
1: Supreme Swiss, I worked with him and like uh there's an album that I like a mixtape that we worked on together. Um let's see. Uh What's his name? Shoot, my brain is like blank right now. Y- Sh- min- Little y- from- he signed with with Warner right now. Um LB will LB spliffy. Oh,
0: Okay,
1: okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, I could go on if I could remember most of those artists, but there's some sort of artist out there in the world that I met them. And it's, I met them through community. Savannah Ray, I met through like programs like what I was doing or another oh, program that I went to. Yeah, like I met her. And and I, like, I've known that girl for over 10 years. Like even just her as a performer, she used to perform a lot at, at um, uh, this artist Tika. She used to have like a lot of like open mic kind of shows or curated shows. So Savannah used to perform at a lot of those. Um, so yeah man a lot of these artists that are finding some sort of success I've bumped into them at one point or another through something community Daniel Daly is another person I remember I met him at uh, I think it was called RAID 106 in New York and this was okay. like before he this is before he he was in division oh so cool. yeah and so I I really appreciate like what you guys are doing because that community is is really where a lot of artists producers who kind of like make it big so to speak they they get their jump starts there you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so then yeah for sure for sure so so
0: just like what, what do you think of like the Toronto scene just in general um like from from what it was then to i guess like what it is what it is now obviously technology has allowed us to you know advance and like allow more people to put their music out there but what would you say the scene was like back then versus versus now
1: hmm. Um I th- you know what I think I think I feel like there was less ego back then mm. and and less ego in the sense of because you really only had word of mouth you only had in person like person person you go out to these events and you and and it's like a lot of people talk on the internet and then when you see them in person it's something different so because of that like in-person connection a lot of people that I know outside of the internet like it's 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 there's not so much ego, but sometimes because of the, the internet, you don't know the person behind, you know, the keys. So you're kind of talking however you want to talk and, you know, you think you're, you're this, you think you're that blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, So I feel like that shift of everything being online and obviously not to say that it's, it's a bad place to be because a lot of like the success and shit that's been happening for me the last few years has been through the internet but i think because i come from you know an era of a lot of things just being pre-instagram pre-twitter or whatever it's like i look at it differently you know and i try to i try to always be as humble as possible um you know that's what i try to try to do and be approachable unless i'm hungry if i'm hungry don't approach me (laughs)
0: everyone <laughs> take notes on that for sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean I, I'm human I'm human I think I think I think people would be surprised but I think because like nowadays man like I I enjoy just being in the comfort of like my house so when people see me and and also like me moving to Guelph I I wasn't I was driving part of the time and then the other half of the time I wasn't so people would see me when they would see me right so it's like when they would see me, it's like, oh, my gosh, she came out of her house. No way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think because people weren't seeing me, they some people think I'm like not approachable, which which I am, you know, mm. I am. you just got you just got to come with the right energy.
0: For sure. That's key. One hundred percent. So you you what are the
1: questions you got for me?
0: yeah so like um when did you like when did you start to realize that like okay I'm pretty I'm pretty damn good at producing like what uh, like how long ago or how long did that take you would you say
1: um I, I would say like I like when I started to kind of shift more from being like a self-produced artist to kind of taking the producing the production for like other people more serious. That was probably, I want to say about like maybe five, five years ago, you know. And not to say that I like let go of being an artist, but I just, I just thought to myself like, it's easier for you to kind of get yourself out there. Like it, it's crabs in a bucket here as artists, right? So you really have to like show and prove, and do the damn thing for people to take notice, right? But I feel like as as a producer, especially you know, since it's easier to, like, it's just easier to connect with people as a producer. Um, and I, I felt like that would have been, like, an easier way for me as an artist. Because once I get, you know, things going that way, when I'm ready to, like, put on my own shit, it's, like, it's it's a little bit of an easier task, right? Because people have already, you know, like, known me as this producer. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would say, like, five years ago, that's when that kind of like started. And I started to enter into like beat battle competitions. So I was entering into uh Battle of the Beatmakers, which you know is definitely one of the biggest in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so I entered into that. Uh, but I also I also was volunteering um at those events for years mm-hmm. before like actually taking the jump into like participating um So, entered was 2018, 2017, 2018, and I think 2019. Yeah. Um, 2017, I made was that it to the, like
0: 120. Like, 120- was that, sorry, was that like leading up to that five years or was that like after the five years? You're like, okay, like I feel like I can enter in now. Or was there volunteering like in between those like five years that you were trying to figure?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I was volunteering, like I always was like anything musical, if I could, like even like just community events, like I was saying, like when I was mentioning um, that 106 in York event, I was volunteering Mm -hmm. at that. So any sort of music events happening, I would try to get myself to volunteer in that. So like with, with Battle of the Beatmakers, like, let's see, I probably started volunteering there somewhere around maybe 2014, 2015 um and I was just just helping with like just like regular regular stuff like you need a bottle of water okay I'll go run and grab it stuff like that Mm. uh you know and then um and then I like I said I kind of had this shift of like entering into the the beat battle competition so 2017 was the first one um and that was I'm trying to remember if I placed for that one because one of them I was in the top 64 and then the following year I was in the top 16. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so, and the top 16, that one is that one, like they, they have, I think they probably still have videos floating around on YouTube at one point. And this is me looking at it back in like 2019, like it was at like over 30, 40,000 views. So the odd time I still get, you know, people that'll be like oh my gosh yeah i remember you from battle of beatman so. <laughs>
0: nice <laughs> yeah it's oh, that's dope
1: it's cool it's cool man it's cool
0: oh, that's really sick so like when you went to um so like recently you ended up going to la how was that in terms of um in terms of just like being is that the first time you went out there or have you been on to la before
1: no, the, that was the second time. The first time that I was there was in 2019. And I was actually um, there for the ASCAP Expo. And they also had a, a beat battle that I won out there. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that was in May of 2019. And that was uh, through iStandard. Um, so, and, and iStandard, I mean, they're. I feel like they're a little bit more quieter now. But iStandard was definitely... Like, that was, like, another competition for uh, Battle of the Beatmakers. But I think it, it was more on the level of they would come into the city and just kind of do, like, studio sessions, and they would tour with those studio sessions. But mm. they had they had a beat battle in L.A. for that, that expo, and I entered into it, and I ended up winning that. Um, so that was the first time. And then, yeah, and then uh, this recent time was the, the second time.
0: Nice. I guess how was both, um, uh, both times that you went, like, I guess they were for different things, but how was the second time versus the uh, first time?
1: Um this, The second time was longer. Uh, I was there for three weeks. The first time I was only there for uh, about, I think it was a week or six days, somewhere around there, because I ended up staying in the Socan house in LA, which I highly recommend because that like, I stayed there for six days and I paid $400, but $200 was the deposit that they returned after like for cleaning. Oh, wow. So two, two bills for like six days. Um, And it was in a a really nice, just one bedroom (coughs) apartment. Um, Yeah. So the first time I was there, for those six days so i was really just there like kind of back to back um for the con the 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 expo and just uh planning out my days with panels um and you know things going on so like i think i had more of the opportunity to just kind of pack in my time and it was my time was planned for me a bit better this second time um It was, it was half and and half. So it was half me just kind of like relaxing, taking a breather. And then, you know, the other half trying to connect with, you know, anybody out there creatively. And because of like it being, you know, COVID, you know, it was, it's, it was a little bit harder to connect with some people or get certain things set up. So I really took the opportunity, like for me traveling, when I go somewhere and I'm You know, I don't need to, I don't, not the type of person that needs to be packing in every single day. Like sometimes I just want to be in a different space. And there are some days where I didn't even want to leave where I was staying, you know, and I stayed in this really wicked condo um, that a music friend had uh, rented out to me and, and me and my roommates went and like, it's just the skyline view. Like I'm staying in like the 30 something floor of this condo. And just that view alone was inspirational, so I was oh. like opening up my lap yeah, just opening up my laptop regularly and just creating and um, I know you're going to ask him, ask me about the nFT stuff, but that beat I actually started making it when I was in l a at that condo um, oh wow yeah, so it, it it was a mix, and it was also i I feel like when i when I travel somewhere for the first time. Um I don't like to force like okay let's get this done let's get this done let's get this done cuz like I want to just kind of like build a relationship with the city you know so the first time I go somewhere and and when I I'm speaking more so if it's like music based right um yeah I want to get stuff done but I also recognize that like being a first timer in the city there like I I'm I got to discover the city and the people of the city and get a feel and a vibe for the people and the city. So um I feel like I was I got a little bit of that the first time, such a quick trip that I didn't get to fully explore it. Second time, um explored it a little bit more. And now the third time, next time when I go back, because of like the relationships and the people that I've connected with, it'll be easier the next time that I go back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like everyone just like tries to do it as much as they can in one trip. But I think that what you're what you're saying just definitely makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, that's so I love so, doing it that way. Yeah, no, exactly, and that and it just it's just more authentic, right? Um, mm-hmm. the, so you're saying that you were making you're making the beat that you created with for the for the NFT track um when you were in la mm-hmm. so, so let's like talk about that a little bit so how did that all come together like were you approached by somebody that um that were into nfts or how did that all work
1: um no and and just keep in mind with this this nft it's it was a portion of like a bigger campaign mm-hmm. so the campaign itself it was sponsored by bacardi and it was called the music liberates music campaign and so, the idea of this campaign this time around was they would get an industry producer to hand select three female producers and kind of mentor them and kind of give them a little of guidance. And really, it was in an effort to, like I said, increase that 2%, 3%. And, you know, I think. A lot of the consensus is that in order for that to happen, there has to be allies, like the people that are really, you know, on a certain level have to kind of like, say, you know what, I'm going to put my time into this and, and help for this to grow. So that mentor ended up being Boy Wonder, And so when I was in LA, um, they set up, you know, time for me to film this, this promo video So everything like that was released in terms of any visuals, any interviews, anything you see from the campaign, like it was shot on one day when I was in L.A. Mm -hmm. And so that was part of it. But then the other part of it was to so they selected these these producers, they selected me, they selected um, this producer, Bambi, who's also a DJ. Um, and then they selected this producer Perfection, who's from from New York. Bambi's from Toronto and Montreal. I think she's based um, Perfection, New York. And so they selected us. And the idea was for these producers to work with an artist and create a song, and then this song then gets circulated as this NFT. Um, mm. and so I, because of me already being an artist I was able to work with myself as the artist but the other two yeah the other two producers like real talk the other two producers like they worked specifically with like artists that they I guess had chosen um so yeah finished the song got it to them and um I mean it was an interesting experience because like I'm used to making music that it's it's mine I don't have to double check with anybody on and if I'm saying anything inappropriate, uh, or if I have to censor anything, um, but working with you know a brand like Bacardi, um, and it's not to say that I had a lot of edits. They I sent it to them, they sent it back to me, and I had to edit like a couple of things. Um, and I and and my my thought process was already in line with the fact that a brand is going to ask you to you know kind of edit edit things so keep it as like clean as possible uh so yeah like created created the song and uh they gave it the green light and then uh we released it as this nft and then to wrap it up they flew us out to puerto rico and i performed my song and the other artists um performed as well and it was it was it was lovely man it was it was great
0: that's that's a really dope experience that's that's really amazing how was it working with um with boy Wanda? did you get to like spend a lot of time with him and like get to talk to with him a lot
1: um you know what like a lot of the time that we spent together was more so through zoom because his schedule was just so crazy and hectic that Mm. trying to just kind of get in the same room with him um was a task. But again, like going back to me, I just feel like I'm I'm the type of person that like I focus on longevity and long term building and not like these these short little sparks, right? So I didn't have an expectation of like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be in the studio with Boy Wenda every single day. My hope, and like I think it was a pretty accurate hope, was to, you know, plant the seed for us for down the line you know because Boy Wanda is funny enough like I've known him for a while but it was more in passing so I'd see him at events and just hey what's up met him also actually I had met him um, at a friend's studio this is like when he was first coming up met him at a friend's studio and like me as a newer producer played him some of my beats and so that's when he like we first met and he first knew me and so after that like we just see each other at events just hail each other up but with this campaign I feel like it gave us more of the opportunity for him to actually hear my sound and to actually hear my capabilities for the future you know um nice
0: yeah and again, yeah. that, that's 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 exactly how organic relationships should be, right? So it's it's just dope that you already had that prior relationship to a certain degree.
1: Yeah, and man. You guys kind of like been I, able I,
0: to cement that. It's cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's such an important thing. I I it's always such a weird thing. Like when I meet people and like right off the bat, it's like they want to get married. It's like, hey, <laughs> you don't take me out on a date first. Like, relax, homie. <laughs> relax. Like, I get it like yeah. like it, it, it's funny like when I went to um the event the other day there was a producer that came up to me and like very humbly was like yo I'm a fan and like I then we somehow we started talking about loops and um Huncho that's his name Huncho Midas yeah and he he's been sending me some fire loops some yeah, he, crazy crazy loops He's dope. and I just he's opened dope. it yeah and, and I think without, like, like if he had hit me up on the internet, like, not to say I would have been like, eh, whatever, but like, just meeting in person there and like, him connecting and us connecting. And I'm just like, yo, just yeah, send me some stuff, man. And then, like, he sent me the stuff. I was like, damn, yo, this is disrespectful. These <laughs> loops have no business in my email right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he's he's
0: super talented 100% <laughs> yeah um, yeah
1: and but this is this is where collaboration is like how it's happening right now yeah. which I, I I love it you know um like I just been like connecting with producers lately and I just been like send me some loops because like people know like with my stuff it's it's got a bounce to it right and Not to say that I I can't be melody-based, but if there's already a pre-existing melody and someone sends me that idea and I can spitball off of that, I'm going to, like, take it, tear it to bits, and build something new with it. You know what I mean? That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. (laughs) Something new that you're not even thinking. Like, sent Huncho back a couple of the beats, and he was like, one of them, he's like, yo, is this, this is that sample that I sent you? Like, whoa.
0: (laughs) oh man that's that's really dope so there's one thing that you said um during that last little uh, little part there you're talking about the two slash three percent that the industry is made I, I was like that's what you're talking about in terms of like the industry being made up of like female producers or engineers um yes yes order.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that's those are those are the current stats you know I mean who knows how accurate it is but I guess like people are just kind of tallying things up from like credits and stuff like that but um I do know we're out here
0: yeah and I mean so just like for for a female producer that might be like listening to this right now is like what is like I don't know is there something that was like maybe like something that's uh a message that or or something that's like I guess more of a piece of advice or like a gem that you can kind of give them to like kind of navigate this industry that doesn't really have a lot of representation from them
1: you know what I I think like it's it's a little bit simpler than people realize um I think you just really have to believe that you belong um -hmm. Because I think I think a lot of women, they get nervous and they get shy when they get in these rooms with like men, producers, like male producers. And then they start to get self-conscious about their own music and their own work. And, you know, they, they quit before they really have even had a, a chance. You know, you have to believe that you belong. And you have to also understand that you need to put in your 10,000 hours. So like manage your expectations um and this this is for for anybody not just for for female producers but definitely speaking to female producers like manage your expectations and expect that year one versus year five versus year 10 are going to all be different they're going to all be different don't expect to be at year 10 at year one
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's facts 100 percent is there yeah, I mean, is there is there anything that like male producers or just male artists in general can do to like kind of again like you were saying like be an ally to you know trying to make this more trying to make this percentage go up?
1: Um, huh? hmm. I I think I think it's it's kind of like it's slowly happening, but I think some men i think maybe a key thing is just to be open right and don't don't be all chauvinistic don't have an ego and thinking like i am i am lion hear me roar you know what i mean and like like suckle yourself Seckle yourself because <laughs> i'll open up my hard drive and i will humble you <laughs> you know <laughs> like because you know like i i'll walk into a room And I, I just observe and I see like, how are females being treated in this room? You know, I feel like I've had, I've had more positive experiences than negative experiences. Um, because like, I just, I don't take the shit. I'm not with the shit. So I've always kind of had that attitude (laughs) (laughs) when I walk into a room and I think, you know, but, but then, but then there are women that are a little bit more shy and, you know, and so when they walk into a room, they could be like the best producer in the world and you would never know it because Mm. you walked in there and you like just something as small as like, let's say you walk into a room and there's five people in the room. One of them is female and you hail up all like four of those people and you don't say nothing to the, the female. Like something as as simple as that says a lot about how you would be receptive to that female you know, as a producer, and you're just, you're just disregarding them right off the bat, the bat. Those, those are things that I, I don't like, you know, I, I, I think there's just something about just treating people with kindness and, you know, being a human to them without, like, knowing who they are, because Mm. it's in, it's in those that, that kind of, like, the way that you're treating people in that way, I feel like that's what's been on my side like big time because like I mean obviously like I'm gonna stand my ground and I I have my feisty moments but I I I I try I try to be like when people are dealing with me like my reputation I think it precedes me a lot of times like people will want to work with me just off of like my vibe you know Mm. what I mean and how like open and welcoming I am so when you're not being opening and welcoming to you know someone like you're just disregarding someone it's just like that says that says a lot to me and when I see stuff like that I'm like oh honey now now you just show me your hands I don't even know if I want to let's touch, touch your hand
0: <laughs> I love that because it's, it's true it, it's true for, for both sides and I think yeah, guys can can definitely change uh, those those actions 100%. But I definitely do think, like you're saying, like you, you you definitely when you walk into a room, you definitely have that vibe and that aura about you that is approachable. And you know, some guys are just like really dumb and they they don't know how to <laughs> approach females just in general life. But <clears throat> I just feel that, really? uh, <laughs> yeah, I just feel that. Um, but yeah, that, that's definitely like some some big gems there. Um, for for just any producer, a hundred percent. No, that's
1: mm-hmm. dope. You got it. That's dope, you really man. Got it.
0: That is dope. Well, I feel like that is pretty much what I wanted to to talk about. I feel like we we touched on everything there. Um, well, that was good. Appreciate your time, family.
1: Yeah, no, no problem, no problem. <laughs> I I'm glad. But i we could chat it up, man. Because, like, even just you asking me some things, I had to really dig back in my like memory, like database. And it's like, oh, yeah, that did happen. And this and this. So I'm like taking this trip down memory lane. So, no problem, man. Well, that's Anytime. good.
0: Man. Yeah. And we, we definitely have to, you we know, don't have to connect. um offline some stuff that uh just came to my attention but we'll we'll talk about that as well
1: <laughs> um, yeah yeah and you know what and and now I have um I have a little bit of access to like this this studio a little bit downtown here because I to be honest I've found that like like I, I do create and work home at at home but like I have a five-year-old as a roommate so yeah, yeah. <laughs> the distraction yeah. you know but the distractions yeah, are, are all also there so yeah i was at the studio last week just creating and working out of there um so that's definitely on the table
0: lit all right yeah, yeah. we definitely gotta, gotta yeah gotta, gotta, gotta link. okay sweet man yeah, well again sure. appreciate you yeah, taking yeah. some time you know yeah, and no problem. uh yeah we'll, we'll definitely link up soon
1: sounds good all right have a good one
0: "Though,"